Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. The rain will taper off and end before sunrise. Very windy. Winds may gust to over 50 to 60 miles an hour. Lows low to mid 40s. Partly sunny and windy on Wednesday. Highs upper 40s. Mike Stinnefer, WTOP News. Steady rain all across the WTOP listening area tonight. Fort Belvoir at 57 degrees. And some of us could be down to the 40s. Good to have you here on WTOP. This is where you turn when the weather threatens. WTOP News. Facts matter. This hour of news is sponsored by Lido Pizza. Lido Pizza never cuts corners. And good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis. Coming up, it's breaking news. This intense early January rain and windstorm taking its toll on the entire Washington area with more strong winds for at least a couple more hours. From trees down and road closures to the Chesapeake Bay Bridge being closed to flooding in parts of the region, we're working to cover it all for you. There's a growing number of homes and businesses without power in the storm tonight. At least one school system has already made its plans for a delayed opening tomorrow. And we'll go into the defense secretary controversy with... Jerry Conley of Congress of Virginia. This Stay with is me. CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Jennifer Kuyper, clearing snow in the Midwest. It's one of the storms bringing dangerous weather to various portions of the country. CBS's Dave Malkoff is in Panama City Beach, Florida. 84 million people are under flood watches and warnings along the East Coast. In Baltimore, sandbags are helping protect low-lying areas, and the governor of New Jersey has declared a state of emergency. The same storm triggered weather warnings across the central U.S., including Iowa, creating dangerous driving conditions in Davenport. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's hospitalization due to prostate cancer surgery has raised a lot of questions about delegation of authority and notification protocols. Secretary Austin put out a statement and he took full responsibility for this. But was that enough? White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre says it was not. That's why a directive has gone out to all cabinet heads to submit their protocols for delegation of authority and notification by Friday. In the meantime, Jean-Pierre says President Biden's confidence in Secretary Austin is unshaken. We have complete confidence in the secretary. That is something that we have said. The president has complete confidence in the secretary. Linda Kenyon, CBS News, the White House. A three-judge appeals panel has heard arguments on former President Trump's immunity claim in his federal election interference case. CBS News legal contributor Jessica Levinson. What happens now is we wait for the D.C. Circuit, that's the appellate court, that heard the arguments today. We wait for them to hand down their decision. What I heard was a three-judge panel that was very skeptical of the Trump's arguments here, the Trump team's arguments. Israeli soldiers are facing stiff resistance from Hamas militants in central and southern Gaza. More from CBS's Robert Berger. Israeli troops are moving into the vast Hamas tunnel network in Gaza, but it's coming with a heavy price. Nine soldiers were killed in two separate incidents among the heaviest one-day casualty tolls of the war. A coroner in London is out with new information following the death of a Grammy-winning singer. CBS's Matt Piper reports. A London coroner's office says Irish singer-songwriter Sinead O'Connor died of natural causes. She died in July at just 56 years old. At the time, authorities said her death was not considered suspicious after she was found unresponsive in her London home. O'Connor spoke openly about her private life. I remember it. 
She said she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and on social media wrote openly about attempting to take her own life. Her teenage son, Shane, died by suicide in 2022. This is CBS News. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility, great pay and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. And now, a special update from the WTOP Traffic Center. Heavy rain and high winds keeping Route 50 closed at the Chesapeake Bay Bridge. After several hours, it is still closed, and the weather has not subsided there at all. So it's going to be a while longer before traffic is moving. Some people have been sitting for several hours on Route 50 trying to get across the Bay Bridge. And again, it doesn't look like it's going to open anytime soon. The other two bridges, Route 4, the Thomas Johnson, Route 301 at the uh, Nice Mac Middleton, operating under uh, limited restrictions right now. I'm Bob Inler. More coming up in the 8s and when it breaks. And right now we do have that steady rain that is pushing all across the region. Let's get the latest on how much longer it'll last and some current conditions tonight. Mike Stinniford, WTOP meteorologist, is live with us. And good evening, Dimitri. Wind still gusting over 60 miles an hour right now along the Bay Bridge. And so, I, as uh, Rich mentioned during the uh, traffic report, uh, I think it's going to be a little while before we see any type of opening there, another hour or two. Uh, the good news, the winds have subsided somewhat. It's still windy close to the Bay. we got a, a wind right, gust of 40 right now at Patuxent River Naval Air Station in Southern Maryland, and also we've got a wind gust of 43 uh, in Annapolis. So if you're near the Bay or near the Potomac, it's still rather gusty right now. But uh, across much of the region, the winds have died down some. It's still raining fairly heavily, and we still have a flood watch until uh, 7 in the morning, and flood warnings continue for much of the region until 11.30 tonight, and they could be extended. So the good news, some of the winds, except near the Bay and near the Potomac, are starting to die down now, but it's still quite windy, and the Bay Ridge is closed, and we'll still have a, a problem with uh, standing water and creeks and streams being out of their banks for another couple of hours, too. And I'll be back in just a couple of minutes with your complete forecast. Much appreciated, uh, Mike. It's 8.05 here on WTOP and continuing storm coverage. Conditions out on these roads tonight, quite dicey. WTOP's Mike Marillo on Road Patrol and joining us with more about what he's seen out here. Driving through Montgomery County, you're seeing many of those low-lying spots inundated with water. Sligo Creek coming over its banks in several areas, leading to much of the road being closed. Also, Beach Drive seeing flooding. That led to one person needing to be rescued from their cars, another car accidentally pulling into the water and needing to be backed out. And when you're driving on the road, I was driving on 270 for a bit, and at times you lose your traction as that water just piles up even in the middle of the road so you have to really take the speed down a bit also several trees down in the county one in montgomery village blocking much of watkins mill road hitting two cars on its way down again those wind gusts mixed with rain are leading to these conditions and you never know when a tree will come down due to the wet ground wind gusts or both in Montgomery Village, Mike Marillo, WTOP News. As Mike was saying, uh, trees coming down because of rain, loosened soil around the region. We can tell you about one tree hitting a car southbound on the George Washington Parkway near 123 in McLean. In the district, D.C. Fire and EMS also reports a large tree branch falling on Rhode Island Avenue at Monroe Street. No word on any injuries right now. Let us know what you're seeing as you drive around, if you can do so safely. Give us a call on the WTOP Talkback line at 844-282-1035. 844-282-1035. Leave a short message and we'll be playing back your comments throughout the night. 
Thousands are without power in the region this evening. Dominion Energy reporting more than 3,100 outages in Fairfax County. We've got 500 or so homes and businesses without power in D.C. that use Pepco. Pepco has about 1,300 outages in Montgomery County. 900 more Pepco customers out in Prince George's County. BGE reports about 3,000 outages in Prince George's County, 6,500 outages in Howard County, with more than 13,000 homes and businesses out in Anne Arundel County at this hour. Southern Maryland Electric Cooperative, or SMECO, with about 2,700 customers in the dark tonight in St. Mary's County and 2,500 more in Calvert County. Do stay with WTOP for frequent updates on the outages. We already have a school delay for the morning. Anne Arundel County Public Schools will open two hours late because of the weather. As we get more, we'll have the full list of early dismissals or or, uh, delays for the morning, whatever, cancellations at WTOP.com. Still ahead tonight, Elon Musk wants to handle your money. Stay with us. God, I'm so stressed. It's a brand new year and our business is busier than ever. Uma. What is that? Meditation? I'm recommending the Uma cloud phone system with auto attendant and more than 35 features. Uma? Yep. Switching to Uma is a cinch. Starts at $19.95 per month per user, plus taxes and fees. Uma. Now you're feeling it. Visit Uma.com. That's O-O-M-A dot com to learn more. Uma. Smart communications for the smarter business. Hi, this is Scott Trout of Cordell & Cordell. If you're a dad who's facing divorce, there are extra layers of stress that may include stereotypes and assumptions. No two situations are the same. Our legal experience and dedication prepare us for whatever legal challenges we face together. You need a partner you can count on. For more than 30 years, Cordell & Cordell has represented men in divorce. Offices in Fairfax, Virginia and Frederick, Maryland. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's attorneys. Online at CordellCordell.com. It's 808. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Sons. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks, we're getting back to Bob Imler in the traffic center. In Maryland on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, the latest thing they were working on was another downed tree. That was around 410, but I believe they got that out of the roadway now. In fact, I think they got all the trees out of the road for now on the BW Parkway on 95, 270. You're good. Route 50 at the Bay Bridge, that remains closed in both directions due to high winds and heavy rains, and it could be quite a while before that reopens. We had wind gusts up to 80 miles an hour early, earlier at the Bay Bridge, and that continues to be the reason why it is not open, as we still have very high winds there as the squall is now moving through. On Route 301 at the nice Mac Middleton Bridge and also on Route 4 at the Thomas Johnson Bridge, each open but under limited restrictions. Around the Beltway, we're pretty good to go. In the district, northbound Rock Creek Parkway, traffic has been diverted onto uh, Massachusetts Avenue via Waterside Drive because of a downed tree. Now, they may have opened that up since then, but it was being diverted as of a few minutes ago. On the Virginia side, the earlier crashes on 95 out of the roadway, southbound at the Occoquan and uh, also at Dale City and northbound at Dumfries, all out of the road and traffic is running well. We do have some roads underwater tonight in Reston and Merrifield and on the Maryland side, uh, on 450 west of St. Stephen's Church Road, Beach Drive, Sligo Creek Parkway, all because of the heavy rains. Go electric the Fitzway. Looking for an electric car? Try the new Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ioniq, or Toyota BZ4S. State and federal incentives available. Go electric at fitzmall.com. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Right back to WTOP meteorologist Mike Stanford. What about our conditions here and when we might lighten up with the rain a little, Mike? 
Uh, yeah, still seeing a wind gust of around 65 miles an hour along the Bay Bridge, so we'll keep a close eye on that. That's still well above criteria for opening that up. It looks like the highest of the winds now are east of I-95. Uh, Patuxent River Naval Air Station just reported a gust of 46. Annapolis, uh, we're seeing a gust of 43. Elsewhere, the winds have died down some, and we are seeing the back edge of the rain coming in from the west, so uh, the, the uh, rain will start to taper off here, too. But uh, keep in mind, still a lot of runoff going on, still flood warning in effect for much of the region until at least 11.30 tonight. Flood watch itself goes until 7 a.m. Wednesday morning, but it may be canceled early. But there's still a lot of standing water across the region tonight. Wind advisories and high wind warnings until 1 a.m. They may be brought down early as the worst of the wind is now shifting eastward. But for those of you stuck on Route 50 waiting for the Bay Bridge to open, that still may be another hour or two out. So we'll watch that closely for you. Rain tonight tapering off, and then the rain will end after midnight, and it'll stay rather windy over at Lowe's Low to Mid. 40s, partly sunny skies, a windy day on Wednesday. Winds may gust over 40 miles an hour at times. Highs will be in the upper 40s. And then sunshine with lighter winds on Thursday with highs near 50. And right now, Dimitri, we have a temperature of 55 at Reagan National. And we're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Breaking news on WTOP. Juan Herrera at the producer's desk just let me know about a ground delay at Reagan National. This is in effect for about four hours until midnight. It's not the same as a ground stop, but it does suggest that air traffic control is concerned about not having enough capacity for all the flights that are coming and going. And we are looking at a series of delays at Reagan National through midnight. So one more wrinkle that the weather is causing tonight is... Some some delays uh, at Reagan National of average now of 59 minutes for the delay. So we'll keep you updated here on WTOB. Doesn't mean that all the flights are grounded and you won't take off or you won't be able to pick up your friend or relative. But it does mean that roughly an hour delay for a lot of these flights at Reagan National. We'll keep you updated on WTOP. Now it's money news, 10 and 40 past the hour, and Jeff Claybaugh. X will launch a peer-to-peer payments platform sometime this year. Shipping company DHL is closing a 23-year-old distribution center in Elkridge, Maryland, cutting 120 jobs. DHL is moving e-commerce operations to Manassas. D.C. restaurateur Tony Sibyl has died. His Tony and Joe's was the first restaurant to open at Georgetown's waterfront in 1987. The Dow finished the day down 158 points. The Nasdaq gained 14 Tuesday. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. Tokyo's stocks are about a percent higher, but other Asia-Pacific markets are lower. Coming up, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin hospitalized last week for complications after undergoing surgery for prostate cancer, but the White House didn't know about it for days. We're getting some reaction tonight from a local Democratic congressman. Stay with us on WTOP. Here's Julie Chapman, the Vice President and Head of Legal for North America at LexisNexis, on the discussion, Data to Decisions, the Role of AI and Analytics. Sponsored by LexisNexis. We have to make sure the content that the large language model is talking to is reliable content. You don't want to be using the chat GPT in a government space. And then keep humans in the process. We want to make sure that we're looking at and rating the responses you receive. Watch the entire discussion on federalnewsnetwork.com. 
Search LexisNexis. LexisNexis leads the way with artificial intelligence in the legal industry. LexisNexis products have leveraged extractive AI for years to support key legal tasks. Now, Lexis Plus AI, a revolutionary generative AI product offering, is transforming legal workflows with conversational search, summarization, and drafting. Visit LexisNexis.com slash AI to learn how we can help empower attorneys at federal agencies. That's LexisNexis.com slash At Cabinet Discounters, we truly love what we do. Transforming kitchens, bathrooms, basements, any room. Creating new ways to help you achieve your vision. And all within your budget. Visit one of our seven showrooms. Sit down with an experienced designer and build the kitchen or bathroom of your dreams. Call or go online today and schedule a free consultation at CabinetDiscounters.com. It's Cabinet Discounters, proud to serve you for over 40 years. Cabinet Discounters. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. 815, I'm Dimitri Sotis. Thanks for being with us tonight on WTOP. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is being treated for prostate cancer and suffered complications that led him to be taken to the hospital on New Year's Day while he was still being treated. All this comes from Walter Reed National Military Medical Center. The statement revealed the cancer was discovered in early December. Austin got a minimally invasive surgical procedure December 22nd called a prostatectomy to treat the cancer. He was under general anesthesia during the procedure. And then on New Year's Day, he was readmitted with a urinary tract infection. WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green speaks to Virginia Democratic Congressman Jerry Conley tonight, who serves on the Committee on Foreign Affairs and Committee on Oversight and Reform. I hope he is on the road to recovery and can return to his responsibilities. You know, there's, there's a human aspect of this that some of my colleagues conveniently kind of overlook. Uh, and I, I think we, we have to remember this is a human being whose health is apparently uh, in some jeopardy, and, and we want to be sensitive about that. Having said that, part two, what happened here? How did three working days go by without proper notification, and how did that affect the delegation of responsibilities within the chain of command? And that's not a trivial issue. We're not talking about, you know, a Starbucks manager who's sick and has to hand over responsibilities for data, his or her, you know, uh, second in command. We're talking about the United States Defense Department, the largest military in the world. What should be done about this? Well, before people rush to judgment, let's find out what happened. Uh, and let's also explore how we can fix whatever holes are in that system of delegation in the chain of command so this cannot happen again, so that we there's an automatic transfer of power uh, when that is required. Uh, it can't be left up to the individual judgment of the secretary himself or his immediate team, which is, seems to there seems to have been a breakdown somewhere in that team of the Office of Secretary of Defense, and we need to understand what happened uh, and uh, and what how can we fix that? How can we make sure we're not facing this again? Looking at what this means for the administration, the nation, the credibility of the Secretary of Defense, and the Congress, the U.S. as a whole, how much damage does something like this do? 
certainly, I would say that the Secretary of Defense has some explaining to do when he returns to health. Uh, this is not acceptable, and he's going to have to address it front and center to the American people and to the Congress. The administration, obviously, is going to ultimately have to review what happened and make appropriate changes or recommendations for changes, including possibly legislative changes, uh, to codify the delegation of power within the chain of command under circumstances such as this. Um, and I, I know there'll be public hearings where the secretary and the deputy secretary will be summoned to testify and explain themselves. So there'll be a period of public accountability in our future, and what flows from that, we'll have to see. Virginia Democratic Congressman Jerry Conley on the situation with Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. Top stories on WTOP. The rain and wind expected to continue for another 90 minutes or so. There was a wind gust of 80 miles an hour at the Bay Bridge. Some others that were only a little less uh, strong than that. Trees have been going down across the area. Lots of standing water covering roads in Old Town, Alexandria and elsewhere. And they just experienced high tide at Haynes Point in D.C. We hope to get a live update on what's happening there. A substantial number of people in our area now sitting in darkened homes, waiting for the lights and heat to return, hoping that their iPad or their phone keeps its charge. Until then, keep it here for more. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Bob Imler in the traffic center. Two crashes on the Beltway near each other on the inner loop at the Dulles Toll Road. There's a crash along the left side of the roadway. And just after that, just after the toll road on the inner loop, another crash is on the right side of the roadway. And Georgetown Pike at Swings Mill near there. It is closed both ways with a down tree. Happens every time it rains hard on Georgetown Pike, so nothing unusual there. 66 is all right. Uh, 395 and 95 doing okay. About the only thing happening on 95 is in Falmouth. Had a crash on the on-ramp from Route 17 to go north on 95 a while ago. I think they're still working on that. In the district, northbound Rock Creek Parkway, that is still being diverted onto Waterside and Massachusetts Avenues with a down tree. Southbound traffic does get by on Route 50 at the Bay Bridge. Traffic is still stopped. The Bay Bridge is closed due to weather conditions, high winds, and, of course, the heavy rain, which still continues at this hour. Nobody is using the Bay Bridge at all. It is stopped in both directions. Winter's here, and with Window Nation, replacing those old windows is easier and more affordable than you think. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Bob Inler, WTLP Traffic. As the rain continues to push from southwest to northeast across our area, let's get another live update from WTOP meteorologist Mike Stiniford. And good evening, Dimitri. Watching the winds at the Bay Bridge, the wind gusts are down into the mid-50s range. So uh, that is some good news because uh, they've been in the 60s and 70s, even up in the eight, around 80 miles an hour for wind gusts over the last several hours. In fact, the Bay Bridge has been closed down for almost four hours. But I think we may be uh, closer to getting it open than it being closed. So we'll keep a close eye on that. Back edge of the heaviest rain now pushing right into the district right now. There's still some rain off to our south, which may come up and clip the region. And we still have a front off to our west, so we'll keep showers in the forecast tonight. There's still going to be some gusty winds as that front comes through, but the worst of the winds are now well off to the east. Uh, wind advisories and high wind warnings continue. Also keep in mind there's a flood warning until 1130 for most of the region as creeks and streams are out of their bags. So tonight rain tapering off, still rather windy, and then overnight we'll see lows in the low to mid 40s as the gusty winds continue. Partly sunny skies going to be a windy day on Wednesday, highs upper 40s, and then for sunshine on Thursday, a bit warmer with lighter winds and a high near 50. And right out, Dimitri, we have a temperature of 55 at Reagan National. Okay, Mike Stinniford live tonight. 
As long as we're on the topic of flooding and potential flooding, we want to take you back to Haynes Point in D.C. and join our colleague 7 News reporter Christian Flores again. Christian, what do you see now that high tide has come and gone? Well, yeah, good evening. It seems like, like you said, high tide has come and gone, and the water seems to be actually receding a little bit. Now, granted, there's still heavy flooding in the walking area over here at Haynes Point. Typically, you would see people here walking, riding their bikes, enjoying the views of the wharf, but that's still completely submerged in water. But any sort of concerns or worries that any of that water will get onto a road seems to be uh, okay right now. It doesn't look like there's going to be any uh, flooding on the roads. Driving through, there are obviously going to be parts where there's a little standing water, but nothing that would mandate or warrant any sort of shutdown of roads. Uh, but we are, again, seeing uh, the uh, the walking area just completely flooded. I'll probably stay that way for quite a bit, quite a bit of time. But where we're sitting right now, we actually see the fence that separates the the walking area from the rest of the channel and yeah of course it still looks like it's part of the channel but we're seeing a little bit more of that fence so you're seeing some of that water kind of come down a little bit and recede a little bit back into the channel so it'll probably be quite a few hours before this water uh, recedes completely back in the channel and that area could be walkable again but for right now still a good bit of standing water but does appear that it is receding a little bit we appreciate that live update it's christian flores seven news reporter at Haynes Point tonight, watching for any increase in flooding there. Now, I can tell you just looking at the radar screen that while uh, D.C. and the very close-in suburbs and areas north and east are still getting a lot of rain, we're starting to get less or no rain in most of Fairfax County, most of Prince William County, most of Loudoun County. So the system continues to race toward the northeast. And we were uh, hearing some indications from Mike Stennifer that maybe we can get that Chesapeake Bay Bridge open in the next little while. So a lot to stay tuned for here. Continuing coverage of our early January winter storm, but in this case, a rainstorm and a wind storm. Stay close to WTOP. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-893-4133. That's 800-893-4133. 800-893-4133. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. This new year, get started on your next success with University of Maryland Global Campus. Apply by February 12th and we'll waive your application fee. An accredited state university, UMGC offers online and hybrid classes while giving you a head start on 2024. Earn up to 90 credits toward a bachelor's for prior learning and experience or transfer up to 12 credits toward a master's. Pay no application fee if you apply by February 12th. Learn more at umgc.edu. Certified to operate by Chev. Sports at 25 and 55. 
It is 825. We're having just too good a time here amid all this rain with Rob Woodford. Yeah, that's right. The uh, Maryland women didn't have a good time at Michigan State. They saw their seven-game win streak over the Spartans end with a 74-69 loss to drop to 2-2 two and two in cro- uh, conference play. Cheyenne Sellers led a late push with her game-high 23 points and nine rebounds, but the Terps couldn't get the three to fall only made 3 of 13 from long range. On the men's side, Georgetown in the midst of a big second-half push against Seton Hall at Capital One Arena. The Hoyas trailed by as many as 16, but now they lead the Pirates 65-62. They force them into 17 turnovers, and Jaden Epps taking over the game with 25 points. That's a game high for the home team. Over in Fairfax, George Mason and VCU in the second half. Dave 